Hello and welcome to Voices of D303, a periodic podcast celebrating the people and programs of St. Charles Community Unit School District 303. I'm Dr. Jason Pearson, Superintendent of Schools, and I'm honored to serve as the host of our program. Today, I'm excited to welcome to the program, William Lasky. William is a St. Charles North High School senior, and William is here today to talk a little bit about um, one of his service organizations and their project, um, one of our honor societies at St. Charles North High School. Um, but as we begin today, William, first of all, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, so what would you like our listeners to know about you as a student and as a person? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, for me, I'm just a big music guy. That's what comes first, and you'll realize that more as we as we talk on today. But um, I'm a drummer, play a little bit of other stuff here and there. But music is is my is my passion, and um, yeah, that's if you if you know that about me, you pretty much know everything about me. Well, so William, that brings the question. Then, how did you first kind of get into music? Where do you can you remember a time where that was something that you decided you wanted to pursue? Yeah, so you know, my parents have been putting me in you know little music classes and playing music for me since I was very little. And um, neither of them are musicians, but they're both music lovers. So I was just kind of raised around that and um, got a little baby drum set and a baby guitar when I was really little and just kind of started banging on everything but it was around middle school when I really when I started getting inv involved with the concert band and the the school groups when I really started to realize like you know this is this is what I want to do. What instruments do you play? Percussion is my main thing. I'm a drummer but I play a little bit of guitar and a little bit of bass and a little bit of piano. You didn't play an instrument in elementary? I did do band in fifth grade um, but obviously that started band just started in fifth grade in elementary school so that was kind of just dipping our toes in. Um, and I, I really didn't start taking it super seriously. I always loved playing, but I didn't start taking formal lessons till high school. And it kind of was a gradual buildup. So I've always played and been involved in music to some extent. But middle school is when it kind of started to take real shape. And you started as a percussionist. I did. Okay, great. And then what about as you transitioned into high school? Tell us a little bit about what band is like at the high school and what kinds of ensembles you've been involved with there. I started off in the concert band and the jazz group, um, both just kind of have been the main parts of high school for me. Um, you know, you start off in the freshman groups um, as, as freshmen in high school for both of the groups, and then as you move on, you can audition, and um, as you audition and get into the higher groups, you kind of, it's kind of where you decide who you're going to spend high school with from a music standpoint in the terms of, you know, how, how seriously people take music. Cause, you know, there's people that just take band because they're, you know, their parents want them to take band or they're, they're kind of interested, but it's not their main thing. But then you got the higher groups where there's really people that, you know, that's what they want to do. They're committed. They want to sound great. They want to go places. Um, so that's kind of how it developed as high school went on. So would you say there's a particular style of music that that you enjoy more than others? It's it's really broadened up over the years. You know, at the heart, I'm a rock guy. You know, that's what I grew up listening to. You know, Led Zeppelin's my favorite band of all time. I'm wearing a cheap trick shirt right now, even though the listeners can't can't see that. But um, as I got involved with concert band and jazz band, you know, I gained a particular liking to jazz, which I'm super into now. And um, 
obviously the concert music is super fun to play. So as I'm a rock guy at heart, I've really kind of opened up to the whole kind of jazz fusion funk world as well. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I would say that there are a lot of people that start as rock musicians um, and that end up in jazz as, as their kind of destination. And I think, you know, for those people that aren't music people, and we'll talk more about this in a minute, but, um, you know, jazz has so much complexity um, to the chord structures and to the progressions. And I think that for people who enjoy music as um, an academic pursuit, they see that um, as a challenge to kind of be able to navigate um, jazz music. Um, would you say that's true for you? And, and if not, what would you say kind of attracts you to jazz in particular? Yeah, you definitely have to sort of, I always, I always talk about jazz as a language and I kind of consider all of music as a language, but in terms of jazz, it's kind of one of those things that you kind of have to understand it to be able to really get into it. You know, I don't want that to come off as like gatekeeping or pretentious, you know, but it's sort of a language that you have to understand um, to be able to fully get into it. And so when I started jazz band in sixth grade, you know, I wasn't really into jazz. I was just kind of starting out. It really took me up until junior year when I really fully started to like listen to jazz on my own and kind of understand what was going on. So to an extent, you kind of have to push through and not to say that my earlier years of jazz weren't fun because it's always fun to play, um, but to really kind of get that emotional connection to it, you have to you have to work to to kind of understand what's going on, if that makes any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. You're also involved not only in the band program, but you also um, participate in the Tri-M uh, Music Honor Society or the Tri-M National Honor Society. Tell us a little bit about Tri-M. What is it and how did you get involved in that program? Oh, it's the Music Honor Society um, at St. Charles North, and it's a national organization. Tri-M is everywhere, um, but our chapter obviously is at North. And, um, you know, sophomore year, the, the teachers came to us um, and mentioned that, you know, this was a thing. If you're serious about music and um, want to help, I guess, spread it through the community, you know, this is, this is the way to go. And um, obviously colleges love it, too. Um, so I just kind of got passed down from the other members that were, that were in it. You have to apply to get in. Um, but once you get inducted, um, you know, all you really have to do, you don't have to be like a top 0.3% of musicians in the state or something. You just kind of have to prove that you, you're into music and you you really care. Um, and you know, once you're in, um, yeah, it's just, it's just about, taking the music that you play and sharing it with the community in a sense. Um, you know, that's where the whole drive came in is it's not just us making videos of us playing and sharing it with each other. It's trying to take our love for music and, and use it for the larger good. So you're not only a member of uh, Tri-M, but you're also on the board. So what, what role do you play on the board and what are some of the other uh, board responsibilities? We have the president, who's Hannah Del Mundo this year, uh, the vice president, who is Emily Rain, um, the secretary, that is Katie Hawking, and then I'm the historian this year. Um, and the historian kind of takes care of PR. And uh, this year, obviously, with everything that's been going on, we've the lines have been a little bit more blurred between the positions because um, we're all kind of just doing what we can. Um, but yeah, last year I was nominated uh, to be a historian, and then over COVID we 
went through a virtual process of making, you know, election videos. And then there was an election that happened and um, I got elected. So William, let's first talk about kind of what, what kinds of activities Triam might be involved in uh, pre-pandemic. And then we can kind of talk about what's happened this year. So before the pandemic, what were some of the activities that Triam might have been involved in? Our goal is to do stuff for the community. We would do stuff together and for in the community and with the community. One of my favorite things and one of the biggest things we always did um, is every year around Christmas time, we would go to a local nursing home and play Christmas tunes um, for the people there. And obviously that didn't happen this year, um, but that's one of the biggest things. You know, a lot of the vocalists will go around caroling or some people will set up in the lobby um, at school and just play music just random days of the year to just kind of get people pumped up in the morning. Um, so a lot, a lot spreading out. We would also go on um, trips together. This was going to be scheduled last year, but then the pandemic happened. Um, we were planning on like going to see West Side Story together. So there's a, a lot of stuff um, outwards and inwards that we would do. The pandemic happened and we all went to Zoom or some kind of virtual um, experience. Right. And so what did Triam decide to do this year to try to engage with the community? You know, that was the challenge. Um, we we chose not to do any, you know, required hours because, you know, that's, that's always a difficult thing. And when you, you know, there, there just weren't that many things we could do. We spent a lot of time just thinking um, and that's kind of how we landed on um, the music drive that that um, that happened is we just like we, we need to take this music. We need to do something that doesn't involve everyone getting together in one spot, um, but something that can spread our love and help other people. You selected to work with a program called Hungry for Music. Tell us about Hungry for Music. What is it and, and what is it that you all as Tri-M did to partner with them? They're an organization that... Um, just helps get instruments to kids all over the world um, um, that don't have access to instruments. You know, we all know how much of an impact music can make on somebody's life, whether it's just as a hobby or if it's some, whether it's something that can completely turn your life around. Um, and so they're hungry for music is an organization that delivers that to everybody and we just reached out to them and they're actually located in Washington DC that's where their headquarters are um, so we were a little worried um, but we just figured we would try to find somebody who had greater reach than um, you know a high school and so we reached out to them and they said that they could come in and, and pick up our instruments if we did a drive. What's been the process that you went through to collect instruments? So the main thing was just spreading the news everywhere. Um, I we set up a couple drop-off locations. Um, it was every day in the front vestibule for, for COVID reasons um, at North until, you know, 3.30. And then we had one drop-off day at North um, outdoors. And then um, I take lessons at Hicks Bros Music in Batavia. And um, my teacher, uh, who's the owner, was okay with us, us excuse me, uh, setting a box out for people that just drop stuff in. Because, you know, I knew that was a high traffic area for musicians and family of musicians. So um, the main thing was setting up, you know, the drop-off spots and just using social media to get the word out everywhere we possibly could. So have you completed the drive? Is it is it finished now or is there still opportunity for people to donate? We have finished. Um, it, it ran, you know, the official end was uh, 
at the the beginning of spring break and we got a few more donations over spring break but as of now the the, dona- the donations are closed great and how do you know how many instruments you were able to collect near 30 i believe um, which is pretty significant in the sense that there was a drum set and a cello and some some you know significant instruments you know not just people dropping off bags of sheet music which we also obviously appreciated so do you think this is something that Trium might try to do again in the future, um, like an annual kind of thing for for the organization? It, it would be interesting to see how it plans out. Obviously, um, we, we would have to kind of do the math on people restocking old instruments that they don't use because not every year people are going to have 30 instruments that they want to get rid of. So even if it's an every few years thing, I absolutely think it's a, it's a tradition that I think I would love for them to keep keep moving on with. So one of the other things that I was I've been curious about, I mean, clearly music is a performance art, ultimately. And one of the things that's been great about being in a um, in band or choir um, or any of our ensembles at our schools is that you're able to do these live performances. Um, what has changed for you this year as far as performing is concerned? First of all, how is it different given the pandemic? Um, and then is there anything that you did that you thought, wow, this was really cool, um, even though you wouldn't have planned to do it that way originally, but you ultimately ended up doing something that was really cool? You know, it's it's completely different. And I, I in terms of performances, I don't even consider it you know, even in the same realm, you know, and everything that we've done in, um, in band and all the music groups at school, um, we've done virtual performances, obviously we've recorded, um, recorded our tracks one by one. And then, um, one of us or our band teachers would put all the tracks together and then we'd record videos on top and, and put it all together. So all the performances we've done for the past year have been virtual, um, which to me, I don't even consider in the same realm as a real performance. And it's, it's very cool that we're able to do that. And, you know, it's amazing that we're, we've still been able to make music. Um, but you know, nothing is the same as performing in front of real people, you know? Um, but yeah, there were, it's, it's really, it's been really cool to, to see the opportunities, um, that we really have for ourselves in terms of, you know, recording from our homes and, and, and working with people that we can't be with in person. Well, I think one of the cool things is that you are able to share your art or your music with people maybe beyond um, where uh, people that would normally come to a concert, right? Because people can watch from their homes. Um, What would you say you've learned um, about creating music this way? Are there skills that you've acquired that you didn't really have before the pandemic? Well, me personally, um, I kind of took up the whole realm of, of music production. Um, you know, uh, mention on a quick side note that I'm, that I'm in a band of my own and, uh, we spent the first leg of the pandemic recording our, our debut EP. And I kind of spent the first few months um, with the help of 
advice from teachers and anybody that I could I could talk to about I kind of self-taught myself how to produce and mix and master and so um, in the sense of of just music production and you know I kind of took it to the ridiculous extremes I was spending you know six hours a day in my basement over the summer but I think to to some extent everybody learned something about music production that we may have never ever even gotten close to focusing on otherwise. So on Monday of this week, we actually allowed our um, students who are hybrid students to come back in person every day. Are you attending in person and are your ensembles meeting in person now? I am. And yes, we are. Um, we obviously are pretty restricted right now. It's 30 minute rehearsals with the, you know, the masks that go over the instruments and the, the mouthpieces. And um, it's, it's limited, but compared to what we've done for the past year, you know, it feels amazing. And are you planning then to have some kind of performance before the year is over? We hope so. You know, it's it's not super clear what the guidelines are and what we'll be able to do. We know there's very slight talks of some sort of performance or at the very least recording our performances together and then setting them out so they're not track by track. Um, but we would love to be able to do some sort of performance. So William, you're also a senior. So this is your last year um, at the high school. I know that this was not exactly what you had planned for your senior year, um, but I'm just wondering what, what have you decided to do after graduation and are you going to continue to pursue music opportunities? Yeah. So I'm going to Belmont university in down in Nashville next year to study music business. Um, and so I kind of think of it as learning the money side of it so I can continue to, to play music because like I said, that's, that's my thing. So you may or may not know this about me, but I actually went to Belmont, um, right. over my shoulder, which you might can see is actually my diploma from Belmont. And I was a music major there. So how did you hear about Belmont and why did you choose to go there? You know, multiple sources at once, um, a longtime family friend and guitar teacher, um, Andrew Bordoni, um, if any of our listeners know his name, um, he, has tons of students that have gone to Belmont. Uh, one of his former students, um, Brian McDonald, is he went to Belmont and is now in a band called Judah and the Lion, who's now touring around the world. They went on a tour with 21 Pilots, but uh, he was kind of my main feed at Belmont. And then um, some of my older friends that I've been in jazz with and other music groups in, uh, they've gone to Belmont. So lo lots of people I know in the music realm have gone or are going to Belmont. So were you familiar with Nashville or in Belmont before all of that, or did you specifically seek that out because it was an outstanding music program? I've always heard that it was great down there and we visited, you know, once or twice. And then I just kind of knew, um, you know, that's just, that's the place to be for music. And Belmont is, I believe the only, if uh, not one of the only um, schools that offer an actual BBA for their music business. Um, which is pretty significant because being able to get the music business with the actual BBA degree, um, that's pretty big. So that was a huge draw to it. Well, I'm excited that you're going. It's always great for me as superintendent to have students from our district that choose to go to Nashville to school. I will say through the years, um, there's always usually one or two every year that end up going to Belmont. So you'll probably see some other St. Charles grads down there. Um, and I think you'll really enjoy it. And I certainly hope that you will keep us posted about how, you know, how your experience is going 
um, at Belmont. As we wrap up our time today, I'm just wondering, is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about yourself, Triam, your college plans, or, or um, your music interests? I would just love to stress um, how significant music can be for all of us in, in some shape or form. You know, it's it's kind of sad because we've heard that some of the numbers in the, the music um, groups in the schools have been decreasing over the years. Um, and I, I would just want to stress to, you know, any parents that might be thinking about getting their kids involved, like music is the way to go. And the, um, the instructors that are at the schools in D303 are just the absolute best. Um, you know, it's sad to say Mr. Wiss, who has been the concert band um, instructor for all my four years, he's retiring after this year. Uh, but Mr. Wojo is the jazz and the head of the music department at North and the teachers are, they do crazy things for all the kids. So I would just like to stress the, the significance of music and the role it can play in our lives. Well, William, I really appreciate you joining us. I certainly agree with you. I think our, our music and arts programs at our schools in District 303 are top notch. And um, I'm just so impressed with all of the things that our students are able to accomplish um, in our schools. And you're a, an example of that. And not only um, the interaction and performance that happens in our schools, but also the extensions that happen uh, through TRIM and other organizations where you're reaching out and trying to engage with the broader community. So thank you so much for joining us today and for uh, giving us your time and for helping us focus um, our attention on music and on um, community service. And um, I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best at Belmont. Absolutely. Thank you so much.